apple bottom jeans <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, Hello. Um, we heard you all like guests on the Double D Experience, which mm. is what you're listening to right now. Um, uh, sometimes um, hedgehogs, sometimes echidnas, but always coming for that two-tailed ass. We got uh, we got Cooper here joining us this time around uh, once again. I hate you, David. I believe our first recurring guest and the first guest we've ever had on this uh, shitty little show that we got going on for us. We already know Cooper. He's a resident Smashcaster. Recently did uh, Genesis, which I believe back in the day was his breakout tournament, and yeah, has yeah, been yeah. one of my um, essentially my commentary dad. If anything, like he's 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 literally been like my guru in that kind of sense. I've known Kyle for a real long time, and he's the best, and he's really fun and attractive and funny, and he's he's a good person. Hi, Kyle. What's up? Thanks, son. I'm doing good. <laughs> very, it's still very jarring to me, um, you know, to to uh be the old man in the room when it comes <laughs> to being a commentator, because like I had a severe deja vu when i was in california this weekend i was like mm -hmm. oh it's like you know oh i stayed at this hotel i pooped in this bathroom like five years ago like <laughs> it was it was cool it was cool um yeah your beard's yeah, officially was, was... thicker than mine now too you know so now you're actually yeah. my dad yeah 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 this is years. this is years <laughs> in the making man this is a mm -hmm. three years strong almost so ah, i remember when you first grew that you used to have like the mustache chin badger combo no no no. i never had the mustache because i always so here's here's my notion when it came to be, the facial hair okay right i for the longest time had a goatee on the bottom of my face it was the goatee that's what it was my bad yeah my it bad. was yeah it was it was the goatee i i for the longest time i was just like i don't know if i can grow a full beard i don't know if i have the the gusto for a full beard mm -hmm. and it wasn't until my dad pulled me aside he's just like look at the bottom of your fucking face and you're trying to tell me that you can't grow that all over it i'm just like true because <laughs> there's like because there's Go, go ahead, ahead. Go Holy ahead. shit! No, no, I, I was gonna say because there's because there's because there's older pictures of me where like sometimes the goatee like is like here, but sometimes it's like a fucking skunk like sprawled across the bottom of my face because I just didn't know how to properly angle my beard. So I'm just like, yeah, I guess I can grow this everywhere. Question mark. The same thing happened to me because when I was at Collision a couple like a week or two before that, my barber accidentally did my beard above my jawline. So it was sort of like a different sort of style, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could go with this at first. I don't know how I feel about it, whatever. And then my mom called my face fat. So, after that and a proper roasting from uh, Trevor, of all people, I, uh, I decided to shave my whole beard and get it back in. And ever since I started doing my beard stubble-wise, just saying, women have been talking to me different. So, I'm going the James Franco route, just minus the fucking 17-year-olds. That's, that's what I'm... <laughs> that's that's what so, I'm going in for. So but if, yeah. if uh, you two ladies are finished talking about your beard, we are done. We, finished talking. Can we, uh, about can we talk <laughs> about uh, the movie? Thanks. All right, we are here bringing Koopa. Anybody who knows Koopa and is a big fan of Koopa, like I am, knows he is truly the Sonic aficionado. Him and his boy Camelang, and uh, no Camelang in sight, unfortunately, right now. But we do have um. We do have one of the halves of that hole with us today in Koopa, who's a diehard Sonic fan. Uh, saw the movie a little later than you did. I liked it for the most part. I took some pretty detailed notes after watching Arlo's review, who fucking hated that movie. <laughs> like, I really? have never seen him be more upset about anything <laughs> in his life. Like, there was not even any background music playing in that video. That's how serious he was about it. So, before we even get into the nitty and gritty of it, I'm going to talk to the biggest Sonic fan in the room right now. Initial thoughts... Honestly, 
Let's give a TLDR first. Let, I guess. Yeah, let's How did also you feel? do like a clockwise like thing. I saw after sure. like, Koopa. Yeah, we'll like uh, go sure. <clears throat> yeah, no, um, yeah. So I've I've only seen the movie once. I've been trying to go see sure. it a second time. My uh, I did a review of it on my podcast with Camelange and company. He's seen the movie now. I think three times. Um, so. <laughs> God damn! It's mostly for yeah, like merchandising like him, purposes because yeah. like certain theaters have like certain promotions where it's just like, oh hey, if you come on this day, we'll give you oh. free shit. So it's Ooh, like okay. that's an incentive to get people to mm. go back to the movies. Um, I didn't have shit at my theater. I just had popcorn. <laughs> But um, no, listen, our first impression is coming out of the movie. I liked it. I thought it was my thing with sequels is that if you can expand upon the story that you told in the first film in a way that doesn't suck, I like it. Mm. And at a baseline, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. Was it there's some things that still bugged me, obviously. Um, but I think in terms of video game movies, if I'm talking mm. at ad- you know, adaptations of media that exist somewhere else and you put it on a movie. I'll go out on a limb and say it's the best video game movie. Okay. Bar none. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll go out on that limb as my spoiler for review. So if you, li- if you liked the first movie, you're going to, you're, you're going to really like the second movie. So I mm-hmm. think you should go that's watch fair. it if, you have, if you're on the fence. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right, David. Just an next. FYI. Just an FYI. We like, this is not going to be a spoiler free. No. Like, oh yeah. Just, to, of, just yeah. to get that out there. Like, yeah. Just like, letting we, you all know, right? We, like, turn it off if like you haven't seen it or you wanna. Within the allotted time that we have, we will pick apart this movie as much as we can. And doing that, obviously, we're gonna be going into a lot of plot points. So obviously, if you haven't watched the movie yet, and I mean, I don't blame you because like it took me like at least three weeks after this movie came out for me to go watch it. So I mean, so. if that's the case, okay. But you know, if you don't want spoilers, then uh, click off and get the fuck out of here. Um, I like a nice empty theater for my massive legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah, important to me. Yeah, I, yeah, David's like literally 70% leg and like 30% torso. It is not an exaggeration. <laughs> that is the sad You're part. like Timmy Turner's, Turner's dad. Oh, <laughs> like God, just we, all leg, no chest. That's not something I don't want to talk about Timmy Turner right now. I don't. I don't want to talk about but, him uh, right David, now. David, your thoughts. I don't think anybody wants to. Uh, honestly, I definitely agree with Kyle on the fact that I will say. Easily, easily, the, one of the best, if not the best, video game movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And that's a low fucking bar. That I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that, a that low bar. Video game movies are mm-hmm. notoriously bad. So, for some people like Arlo, who I can see, like, oh, saying it's a children's movie isn't an excuse for this or that or what they saw in the movie. That's a whole separate argument. We could get into that later. I can understand that. But, honestly, I'm in that same boat of it being, like, you know... It was just as fun as the first one. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very fan servicey. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the movie is references. Like a lot, obviously. Like mm-hmm. you know the the tornado. I'm pretty sure. And this went over my head. I think they actually referenced Ugandan knuckles, like at some <laughs> point during the film. And I somebody said they did, and I don't remember that. But if they did, that's the tragic. If that's if that's what went down. But um, yeah, oh honestly, the movie was just really, really fun. The action sequences were, I feel, a lot better than the first film. I didn't notice any really bad visual effects or anything like that. It was really... I went in expecting what I was expecting, and it was what I was expecting was just a very solid, fun, dumb adventure movie. And that's exactly what I got. So for the most part, I liked it. Though that does not mean I don't have my gripes with it, which we'll get into a bit. So Dennis, you're... Yeah. um. My turn. Um, yeah, your, t- your turn. My turn. Uh, your turn. I get, and uh, I'm gonna also preface this uh, little TLDR of uh, real quick. Um, as a guy who hasn't watched the first movie yet, 
and going into this like completely like at least kind of blind i mean i knew like what happened in the first movie i wikipedia did like any normal person would so like i already like kind of knew what the (laughs) fuck was like what was gonna happen but i also like i'll have to say um at least my initial feelings coming out of it i was definitely at least i mean it wasn't anything groundbreaking obviously but like I i had fun with it and i think uh it's one of those few movies that like i've come out of it thinking like i didn't even care of like too much about the flaws of it in my opinion like i came out of it just knowing like i had fun with it i liked it cringy as fuck on certain certain parts but it's just like (laughs) you know this is like a kid's movie obviously it's gonna be like you know appealing to the demographic you know parents aren't gonna be bringing their kids to like shadow the hedgehog the movie where he's gonna shoot up the fucking city and everything so like (laughs) obviously like you know going into it like i kind of knew that going in but I think uh, at the very least, it's like, and I know like we were, we were talking about like how real quick, like how it's uh, one of those video game movies that actually like, even though the bar is just set so low, it actually like, you know, goes past it pretty well. And at the very least, like it did kind of like, you know, had us come out of the theater liking it at the very least. And I also do think, yeah, like the bar is set so low because the only other, at least as of this year, adaptation that we've gotten for a video game into a TV series or a movie was also the Halo series. And that series has been panned as utter dog water slash shit across the yeah. board from everybody. So at the very least, like Sonic can take that crown for this year at the very least. Like just knowing that. I mean, we have this movie plus the Mario movie coming out yep. later on this year so like that we're gonna be like also be talking about that as well and if koopa if anything please like you know join us as well for that one as well oh yeah uh and i think overall though like I- i'd give it an eight no pressure i think like just like uh, i think it was just good for what it was i think if people go into this thinking that you're gonna find something deep about it like you're fucking stupid and you have to really like <laughs> temper your expectations like very much so and I think if you go into this with the innocence of a child, at least like it within your mind, like you have that innocence, like you're going to love this movie. You're going to really like it, in my opinion. And plus everyone, I guess I know maybe we're going to save it for a bit later towards the episode. But that last post credit scene that everyone has gone nuts about on the Internet, like is the main thing that I, 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 I that was what I mainly went for. I just I, I wanted to see 10 seconds of shadow, even though he didn't even say anything. I just wanted to see 10 seconds of him. And right, just confirm right. it all because I saw it already spoiled for me on uh, TikTok. So I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Now I have to see it. And then you <laughs> fucking spoiled it for me yeah. <laughs> before we even went to go see it. But I knew that they were gonna bring in. <clears throat> I knew that they were gonna bring in Sonic Adventure mm. stuff into it. I knew that they were gonna bring in Shadow at some point. It's just the thing is, like, the bar for this movie was stay true to the source material. Yeah, and that's what people mm-hmm. like about the new Sonic movies because they do. I mean, I can I de- definitely think Kyle can attest to that. Yeah, I actually brought this up on my show, but like yeah. when I saw the first Sonic movie, I I watched it by myself because I couldn't get people to go with me. But same, um... bro. I just got dumped. <laughs> I went. I took myself out on a date. I was in a theater by myself with a bunch of kids, like all just screaming at the movie. I legit thought for a second that I was gonna get arrested. I got nervous, like <laughs> sitting in that theater, like as the only like grown ass man without a child by there. Oh I hey, didn't mean to cut you off. I just felt like that was important. Didn't get no, arrested. Yeah. So like I, so. <laughs> Was a, was a pedophile at a movie theater. I feel as if that was important. Anyways, yeah, move on. <laughs> oh boy. So <laughs> I brought up I brought up this point on my show, mm. but um, you know, in a genre like we talked about, you know, they're still trying to get things right with the video game films because, like, at best, 
these films are like niche like bad movies that people like to watch like the mortal kombat mm. films the mm. street fighter movie um uh super mario, mario brothers, brothers movie. Yeah. yeah like stuff like that like the peak for video game movies for a long time was detective pikachu which was like Ooh, okay cool and then, you know, I brought up how it was quite jarring that the franchise that can't seem to get anything right within the last, like, ten mm, years is so the true. one that gets it the most right in regards to adapting it mm. to the big screen. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at how shows like, you know, like The Witcher have done so well on streaming, mm. you know, adapting people are like, you know, maybe shows, maybe TV is the better route. For mm. adapting video games, and then you get the Halo series, which I heard is not good. So, you know, <laughs> I so we'll as get a, there. As I'll, a I'll, fan. Get, I'll get yeah. there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get there at some point. But neither way, mm. um, yeah, it was it was it, it, it was it was strange that like <laughs> that this you know despite the PR stunt that was that terrible first design of Sonic, mm. um, everything about that movie turned out to be really really good, and I came into this film with like moderately high expectations. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, like it feels bigger. They're expanding upon the plot. And, you know, outside of a, f- a few instances of just like, you know, I could have done without like some of the human interaction. And mm. um, I guess if we want to start like nitpicking, like my biggest hang up from the film right, was, go. <laughs> was I, I got, I mean, I got mega cock teased by the trailers <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're teasing us with these, you know, with, bombastic video game remixes you know in that open that opening trailer for the film i hear an orchestral version of emerald hill zone i'm just like oh they're going oh. for it this, this is great and then to my to my surprise not a single remix in the game yeah. in the movie now one of my friends did point out to me that if you listen very faintly when sonic is underwater you might hear some semblance of like what is the drowning theme from Sonic, from you know, from the classic Sonic games, I didn't pick up that on my first watch through, so I'm gonna pay attention to that for my second time. But like, I felt kind of like you know, a little tomfoolery mm, by you know the directors. You know, yeah, I was just like you know, I just I wanted more of that because at least in the first movie, I got like you know, uh, a, a piano version of Green Hill Zone, and this I felt kind of a little let down by the lack of video game music. Did you ask your friend if he was hallucinating because I did not hear <laughs> shit at that spot? Because I feel the exact same way. For mm, me, what yeah. I was looking forward to the most among the trailers mm. and like, you know, the symbolism, Sonic standing on top of the building, you know, the, like the mirror of the beginning of Sonic Adventure, him going down the fucking mountain in the snowboard, the Sonic 3 stuff, something... I, ice cap zone maybe I expected at least like at least an electric guitar song I, I wanted... something to rem- something to like mirror be cool be wild and be groovy and it was completely orchestral I'm like I literally groaned next to Dennis when I, they did that I was like I, really you're gonna go that basic there another thing come on to, another thing too yeah like I guess uh, coming from my point of view like um, throughout the whole movie I would have at least loved just one just one even a shitty one like a like a crush 40 song at least one Somewhere like this uh, around in the movie, like it could be like a 10 second clip of one song. I wouldn't have cared. Like I would have just been like, yes, they know. Like, I mean, cause like, it's just, cause I remember I, David, I remember I sent it to you. Like there was this, um, one edit that this guy made of, uh, the final scene in the first movie where, uh, Sonic launches Eggman through the portal and they overlaid the original uh, music they had with it with live and learn from crush 40. And I, in my, and in my brain, like, I know that like this movie, like for all intents and purposes. And I know like people may give shit for it, but I love fan service. 
And I love it when fan service is like honestly done right. Ninety like, percent of what this movie was. I know yeah. that's why. Like and that's why, in my opinion, like you know, if for most like at least video game adaptations and even like obviously um, whether it be movie, TV series, or even anything else, you better like give them fans them service. Like you, you better give it to them. Like you better give it to them in spades. Is also what I'm saying. And also, it goes to a certain point where you know you have to do it well as well because like if you're just doing fan service for fan service, then it's like it's almost meaningless in that sense because sure. like for me, like at least for Sonic, like, you know, there's like so many things that like uh, about the franchise that people love. And sometimes it could be the music. Sometimes it could just be like the overall aesthetic of it, like green Hills, especially like, you know, the way that it, uh, it I don't know if that town that was in the second movie was supposed to be like, was it called green Hills? Like it was, it was okay, green, yeah, green it Hills, was, Montana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if anything like you know knowing that like all that kind of stuff we go into it like even there's that one scene where Eggman has uh like Crush 40 in his fucking playlist which I thought like like oh okay they like they know like the the people who worked on this movie I, I don't know like their name specifically and I don't really know the main producer but I'd like to think at least like a lot of the people that were on that project are big Sonic fans. One of them was least. Jeff Fallow. Who one of them was Jeff Fowler who literally like worked on some of the cutscenes for Shadow the Hedgehog. So oh, that's, okay, yeah, that's no, good. They, yeah. they did that. Meanwhile, you have the Halo yeah. show who they, they didn't play the game. They didn't play. <laughs> they didn't play the game <laughs> once. No, and Tyson Hess also well, was yeah. a big part on like the. Uh, he's like an executive producer on the Sonic the Hedgehog film, yeah. and he started as like. A, like a Sonic parody, like writer, like back in the day, Sega like nipples, the, like nipples the enchilada. Goat, that is that's that's Tyson Hess. That's my goat, and now he's like an EP mm. on the side of the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, so which like, is which is kind of nuts. Yeah, your fucking like, dreams, baby. And that's amazing. I think it's also one of those few times because, like, I know like The Witcher and a few other like series that have come out. Like, they have a lot of people on it that like are very passionate about like the IP and like. It, and it shows, and I feel as if, like, you want a video game movie or a TV series to do well, you get people that are super passionate about it and throw them into that mix, and you pay them that money, and they'll make it great. And, like, I, I don't know why. I, I almost feel as if people would even think, oh, okay, well, that's, like, the formula, right? So then why doesn't fucking Hollywood just do the formula? If that's you want scared, money, dude. just do it. <laughs> and I'm also yeah. wondering how this Mario <laughs> movie is going to pan out, too, because... Like, I don't know who they have on... I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are plenty of people in Illumination that, like, just love Mario and they're going to put their heart and soul I, into it. I don't know. But, like... I, may, I, may I cut you off very quickly just to say Despicable Me 4 was completely delayed because they're putting yeah. all their resources into the Mario movie now. Like, they well, actually did delay a film to put it all into that. Still but, think wow. that movie's going to be dog but, shit. I mean, you, but, you also know it's because, you know. like, fucking Miyamoto cocked that shotgun and, like, pointed it at everyone's face and said, you fucked this up, and I will literally personally go to your houses and kill you. Like, he probably... He cocked his coconut gun, first of all. Yeah, like, he, yeah he, got the, he got the peanut pistols and just, like, pointed at both of them. He's just like, listen <laughs> to me. I will fucking kill you, <laughs> if, you if this movie does terrible. I, I can only imagine how that meeting, uh, how that meeting went down. But yeah, man, like as far as that... they know what's at stake, Illumination. They know what's at stake. Like if the they movie... fuck this up, they they they're never gonna be working in Hollywood ever again. And then there won't be an NCU, which Nintendo was saying yeah. is completely based on how this movie does. And I think there's gonna be an NCU because the movie's gonna <laughs> yeah. be a success. I want it. I want it's it. Gonna it's, gonna it's gonna print money regardless. Exactly. Yeah, so like, even if even if the movie's dog shit. Like, if Mario comes out the gate sounding like Andy fucking Dwyer, like, the movie's still... People are still gonna come in and they're gonna watch it, but... Well, and, like, the thing... Know. I think I think something that gets, like, lost in a shuffle, because, like, I was doing this recently for a, a podcast, and 
the Despicable Me films are money printers. Yeah. So those films are like very much in like the top 50 grossing films of all time. Mm. Now, I haven't seen any of them. I have never watched a single Despicable Me property anything. It's not for me. Mm. But those movies print money and, and yeah. you know, so I even if this movie at its bare fucking minimum was like Minions 3 Rise of Gru Part two, whatever the fuck this next movie coming out is, it's still gonna print like at least two hundred and fifty-five bajillion dollars or something. Like I have zero yeah. doubt in my mind that this movie, you know, Chris Pratt aside, is gonna make so much fucking cash. I, I, I even think like you know, for Illumination especially, like I think they also like I know I said it before, but like just to reiterate real quick and I guess to expand on it, like you know they. They know like that if they if this thing does well and they want it to do well, I'm sure they do. Like if they if this does well, like this will put them like on the map forever because this sure. they will become like uh like basically Nintendo's like I mean because here's the thing, Nintendo had a pick of all the studios within Hollywood, like every single one of them, and they chose Illumination out of all of them, and I think it's also because that. I, I said this to David as well, like Disney and whoever else, maybe DreamWorks, like probably saw that price tag and were like, like, oh, we like, okay, how about this amount? And then we'll do it. And Nintendo was like, go fuck yourself. And then basically went to like, went shopping around and they found Illumination was just like, okay, listen, we want you guys to do a Mario movie. Here is the budget that you'll be getting. And uh, we expect this amount of cut and uh, that'll be it. And obviously Illumination, I don't know, for me at least, uh, they've done some good work. They're not like up there with DreamWorks or Disney, like in my opinion, but at the very least, like they've got, they've done good work. So like they, I think um, it, it's definitely going to be like a trial by fire a little bit for them because this is probably the biggest project they've ever gotten on their plate, like on their lap, like ever in their entire like company's history in my opinion so uh, like it is also worth noting that you know there's a lot of companies stake, is what i'm saying too. it also depends on like you know the individual company and their track record of films not saying if the films are good or bad but uh saying like the type of films that they make like sh like dreamworks for instance you know they're more about cruder humor and like yeah. hidden adult jokes in literally every single one of their films. That is oh, okay. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. N Nintendo's <laughs> not going to want that in the Mario movie. That's not, that a, that's not really yeah. what Mario is really about. And same with Nick in their own kind of way. It's like, it's part of like, and, th and this could be explained by like, you know, any voice acting teacher or like, you know, voice actors who do it. Like, you know, it's, it's part of how you audition for the parts in those kind of films. You mm -hmm. do it based on like sort of the company that it is. Every company auditions for their stuff very, very differently. Like mm -hmm. Disney works very differently than DreamWorks does. Mm -hmm. It works very differently than Illumination, which is why I think Illumination, I used to like be kind of iffy about them because I looked at their track record of films, but now thinking about like the kind of stuff that they animate and specifically their animation style, I think it's actually perfect for yeah. Mario. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense when you really get down to it, that wouldn't have really worked the same with like a DreamWorks film with the kind of stuff that they really make and stuff yeah. like that as well as um and especially and, not with disney because and, i don't even want to imagine how much money that would have required and, in the first place and you also yeah. <laughs> and you also know like that uh illuminate like nintendo said that we want you to make and animate and model mario in this way and if you veer from it you can go fuck yourselves and we'll find someone else to do it and like no company is more protective of their ips than nintendo because we all know that there's no way in hell that they will ever allow anyone to like model mario and animate him in a movie any more differently than how he looks like from the games there is no way so like illumination saw that clause and was like all right yeah we'll do it and like because 
it's yeah, like as David said, I I bet you the reason why like they probably just signed off on it so quickly, and I'm pretty sure that contract was literally flying off the table at that point. Like, was because yeah, as David said, I even agree. I think the animation style for a lot of Illumination stuff, and even for like Nintendo's kind of character designs, is pretty well aligned. I think, in my opinion, so they didn't really like feel as if the art direction was going to be going in no like crazy other direction. So yeah, yeah. I could I could agree with that. Sega does what Nintendo don't though, so hey, they let they'll they'll, <laughs> they'll mold and you know like wet they'll mold that blue hedgehog like wet fucking clay, yeah. and, and that's one of the things that they definitely did around the beginning of the film. Like, can we talk about the dance off scene very quick? <laughs> can we talk about that? Because I have sure. some thoughts on that. Go ahead, go ahead. First of all, horribly timed, <laughs> absolutely horrendously timed to portray Russians in that way. <laughs> They were, they well, yeah, I guess Siberia's in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't mean to do that, but they did. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they have, made him have a fucking dance-off to avoid getting thrown in a fire pit. Like, I gotta say, as dumb as that scene was, uh, like, as you could say it was, or as tropey as it was, one thing. Uh, it's not a Sonic movie issue that, like, you know, it follows a lot of, like, child, like, kids movie tropes or anything. That's a Hollywood issue of them being piss-scared to do anything different. Video game movie or not, you can't be mad at the Sonic film for that. Because, like, almost every single movie does that. Yeah, it's not an excuse for bad writing, which this movie is very guilty of mm -hmm. at times. Very fucking guilty of, and we'll get to that in a bit. But, like, I'll say, like, a kid's movie like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs doesn't, you know have those real issues of like following the kids tropes or excuse bad writing because i think that movie's brilliantly written but very mature people... actually believe it or not. yeah exactly yeah. and it still sticks true yep. but the thing is even that scene sticks very true to the source material because that scene's actually more about tales than anyone else like it's about tales overcoming his confidence issues mm -hmm. because of sonic pushing him out of his comfort zone and believing in him Tails' whole theme in Sonic Adventure is Believe in Myself. That's what that song is mm -hmm. called. His whole thing is that despite how much of a genius he is, despite how tough he is, despite his abilities, he's not confident in his own abilities until someone who he idolizes puts him out there that kind of way. And what's something that's really, really scary and intimidating, especially like to a young mind who was, you know, the people, who was the demographic for this movie? A dance-off. Something that you're like putting <laughs> yourself out there in front of people like that. That's what that was actually about. Anybody who says that scene was actually completely useless, it wasn't completely useless. Like, yeah, like, was it too random and weird? Yeah, but that scene, especially because of the dialogue that Sonic entails after that about Tails not getting out or not believing in himself, that's literally what that whole thing was about. That's another beautiful way that this movie just sticks true to the source material because that's completely true to his character and Tails' mm -hmm. whole arc. So that's, I actually liked that. And because the only reason I felt like I had to say that is because a lot of people are dogging on that scene. Like it was cold, pointless, completely random. And I'm like, mm, I don't think you dug into it enough. That, that's, that's just my personal opinion. You know, mm -hmm. there's some scenes in this movie that were completely useless and we'll get to that later on. But the wedding, that's, that's just how I feel about love the weddings. <laughs> oh, my, oh my favorite <laughs> 10 oh my minute God. sequence that just would not God. end. God, bro. I'll, uh, God, I'll, I'll give my point. Yeah, I'll give my points on. Mm. I thought the dance stuff was funny. I because you know it's like I thought it was like cute. Said, I liked it's it. Yeah, it's very much like a character building thing yeah. between like Sonic and Tails. Like you, they have to reestablish this relationship because yeah, that is, exactly. is like the most important relationship amongst the canon. Exactly. And I just it made for some great humor. Like I I like the joke in the beginning of the film where like. Tails asks Sonic, like, do you trust me? And he's like, of course I don't. I met you 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I like, literally just met you. <laughs> yeah, like, that was funny. Tails mm. commits 
Grand Theft Auto and then hits Knuckles with the car. Like, <laughs> that was funny. Knuckles like, with the fucking cop car. I, I, <laughs> I, I even have to say, like, adding on to your point, uh, Koopa, it's just, um, it's one of those things, too, that people forget that. Like, the movie was two hours, right? So yep. they had a finite amount of time to, as you said, reestablish those relationships that we knew about and we knew and loved when we were kids. Because we all, everyone who ever grew up with Sonic also knows, yeah, like Sonic and Tails are the best of friends. And then plus, you know, Knuckles comes in a little later. But like we have like a finite amount of time to establish that and establish it well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we, we don't have like it, it's not as if it's like a movie series or like a, not a movie series, like a TV series where like it you sure. have all the time in the world to go as deep as you want and like develop that relationship as as meticulously as you want like through the writing and this episode's about filler this one's about this character's character development this one's about this a movie you have to squeeze all that in is what you're saying yeah yeah, so that's why like i'm saying like i think at the very least and going off of all like both of you guys points i think that part uh did impress me because like there was a lot of shit that was kind of going on within that movie that like you know because there's like knuckles arc obviously we have to deal with eggman Sonic is dealing with his own fucking shit. And then, like, Tails is also dealing with his own shit. And, like, everything kind of just all comes and culminates together towards the end. And, like, they all sort of realize, like, oh, like, let's be friends. And, like, and let's let's kick this fucker's ass. Like, they, who's up there? Like, they, cause the guy's an asshole. Yeah. And plus, in, plus in, um, also, plus in that, uh, in that bar scene, you get the, the Sonic Adventure pose reference, which is very funny. Yeah, that like, was oh. I thought, I thought, so that, that, I, I thought that was cute. Yeah. That was yeah. in a, that was in one of the trailers, I believe they did that. They if it was, I don't remember one being the, there. One of the stills. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Like again, the references on point. <laughs> That's the standard for the video game fills. Like. Yeah, but I'm just glad you agree with that because no one really seems to understand that that's what that scene was about. You, mm. Like Dennis said, you have a finite amount of time to establish, you know, these kind of characters or to give you time to care about them because they're marketing this film to everybody, mm-hmm. not just yeah. to the video game people, but to people who have never heard of Sonic before, which is why they don't stray away from the tropes. That's just the reality. It's not the Sonic mm-hmm. problem. That's a Hollywood issue at large. But yep. it, you, it, the dance-off scene I thought was a really good way to write that in. <laughs> That, that's mm. why I thought it was a good way to do that and everybody thought just like oh kids like dance-offs that's why we put that in like they thought it was just part of the corporate checklist which is what I feel like the, the scenes after that were about in are we gonna move on to it in can, can in I, the wedding what, scene can I no can you I, got it you got before no, no, no. we go to that what do you got I, I want to just say one thing Please. And, if, and if they do this I will actually hate this Mario movie forever right. I swear to fuck if like Mario <laughs> Star Lords like and tells them like oh dance off like and mario dances in front of a guy and like just to distract them or some shit i will actually be very angry (laughs) you're talking about that's a reference to dance dance revolution mario mix bro literally the most popular mario game ever made thank thank you (laughs) thank you professor nintendo yeah like that what the two people that played that fucking game (laughs) yeah me and my sister bro you got a fucking problem with that (laughs) are you kidding the remixes of that game were heat Heat, and I will die on that hill. Uh, all right, I guess you're dying on that hill then. <laughs> dying alone. I'm dying on the fucking green hill, bro. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. we're going to move on to this shitty fucking sequence that oh, lasted way too long. my God. Long. You all saw this part in the trailer. We all saw it. The part where um James Marsden throws the ring, and Sonic is, like, you know, racing through and goes through the portal uh, out of Siberia on the mountain, and then, oh, no, the wedding was ruined. There's snow everywhere <laughs> in this warm climate in Hawaii. Like, there's that whole tiny little subplot of, um... Tom's uh, sister-in-law hating him 
And like, okay, don't mess up the wedding. Don't mess. You better not mess up this wedding. He's going to mess up the wedding. Whatever, whatever. We all know that. <laughs> that was such a one joke scene. Like literally, this is this is the thing I agreed with like Arlo and his review the most. Just to bring up his point again is like, Sonic ruins the wedding. They crash through a little bit more exposition of like Robotnik's back to stop and going through. Cut, end scene. Cut right there. Instead, what what happens, as everybody in this little podcast is aware, is that it turns out that literally everyone at the wedding, including the the groom was a fucking gun agent. <laughs> and the whole wedding was a ploy to capture Sonic. How did they know that Sonic was going to be there? They knew he was connected to James Marston's character. They could have just gone to his fucking house. That's what Eggman did. He was smarter than all of them. Eggman just went to his house with Knuckles to fucking, like, bash on Sonic's door to try to kill the fucker. And the government... <laughs> Just does this whole thing. Like, it, they thought that was such, like, a... They needed an excuse to write Gun into the story because they're going the Sonic Adventure route. Like, in the next film. Like, they're gonna make it about Shadow. It's gonna be about Shadow and Maria. We all know that. Who, again, is still holding out for Amanda Seyfried or, or Anya Taylor-Joy to be Maria. But Maria uh, was, like, really an eight-year-old child, though. Amanda Seyfried's, like, she was 28. Older, <laughs> no, she was older than eight. What are you talking about? Maria no, was, like... She, dude, she looked like Alice in Wonderland, like, 10, 12 years old to me. Like, I haven't played Sonic Adventure scenes, in a while, so I in, got nothing. In some of the so. scenes, if you look at him, I think she looks way younger than, like, even... A 14 year old I think she like looks like she's still in middle school in my opinion you're not about to make me google how old Maria is <laughs> by the time of her death I'm, go ahead, I'm man. doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it age by the way, fun fact age if unknown. you played Shadow the Hedgehog and you uh use utilize the hero story player two can plug in their controller and play as the hero character including Maria she is the only one that can't homing attack because she's a human girl I'll give it up Fun fact. Did, like a, David just did like a Maria. did you know gaming segment right there for like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, did you know? <laughs> My, How I, I have, old is Maria? In, oh, go ahead. Go. Well, yeah, while you Google that um, before we nuke the podcast. Oh, she's fucking oh. 12. Oh, I told shit. you, bro. You fucking idiot. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, the first thing that comes up is a hedgehog version of her. Yeah, that's, oh boy, uh, terrifying! Oh, um, it's getting into the Sonic. I'm so Gerald Robotnik's <laughs> like his plan for the ultimate life form. <laughs> Wipe, wiping my hands clean of that slate right now. I'm not going into Sonic OC territory. Not live on the show. Good lord! Oh yeah, go ahead. God, so I please. got. So I, my, I have a couple of thoughts on the wedding scene. I, for initially, like after first view, I'm just like, you know, or my only view watching. I'm just like, okay, I could have done without this. However, I was just like, you know what? It was funny enough to where I'm like willing to let it slide. There's a scene I like less in this a sequence I like less in this movie than that scene. Uh for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh in my opinion, best cameo in the film, uh Shamar Moore from Criminal Minds, uh Ooh. playing the, the uh the Ooh. husband of uh oh, of Rachel. Um oh, I never watched it, mind. I didn't even know. Yeah, I, that was when I saw it. I'm just like, oh shit! Like that's kind of like a big get. He's like, he's in a lot of very popular like crime dramas. Um, but um, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, obviously, it serves more as a purpose just to like introduce Gun into the fold, and I liked it strictly mostly from the standpoint of like, okay, I get to see more Tika Sumter do stuff because like she kind of did nothing in the first movie, and I like to see like that fun little action sequence. Uh, beautiful woman, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely am not going to complain about seeing mm -hmm. Mortika Sumter. I, I yeah. definitely will not. She's. I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. So that for for me, 
if if the scene wasn't so funny, like if some of the jokes weren't so funny, like um, I just think watching Rachel go full Bridezilla and like almost you know kill Randall with the golf cart, I was like, that's funny. I thought that was, <laughs> and also it sets up the lore that Tails steals a plane to get the tornado, mm. which is fun. So yeah. um. So for me, for, so I, I understand. Like all, all, most of the human stuff in this in this movie doesn't work for me. Um, I just wish again, it's just one of those things. Just like okay, I have more Sonic characters here. Mm. I want to see more of the Sonic characters. As much as I like James Marsden, I want Cyclops to be my dad ten times out of ten. <laughs> like the whole the, the, like the whole Sonic nuclear family thing was a little uncanny, but like I kind of dig it, and I okay. you know I like their chemistry, but like. There's, I, there's that scene in the coffee shop where like uh, stones being in, you know, being uh, it with uh, <laughs> held hostage by the, the cop. <laughs> Wade, by, uh, Wade, by Wade, Wade, the cop. Yeah, worked much worked much worse for me. By the way, another great reference in the movie. By the way, the Mean Bean. Well, oh, I loved that. Yeah, ten I pointed that out too. And that's even a, before, like, ten out of ten. Right when me and Dennis saw the Mean Bean, this is probably—I mean, me and Dennis laughed a lot. Like the fact that I saw it with him is what really like added a lot to the humor of it for me. When he had the picture of Eggman drawn in the latte. <laughs> we but bo- we both lost it. I like we were just both whispering to each other like my love. The way they like cut into it as well, because it went from his face to right down, like it just cuts right to the freaking latte. And I it just it like low-key just like comedically shocked me that I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that really, really got me. I'm not gonna lie. I love, I loved Agent mm. Stone. I love Agent I, Stone. We 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 stand Agent Stone on this podcast. He, I honestly also like to believe, like, um, who I, his actor, um, is a bit familiar to me. But like, I also just love to think, like, that was just him, like, IRL simping for like Jim Carrey because, like, you know, Jim Carrey is like a lot of people's like uh, heroes when, especially when it comes to like thing, uh, comedy actors because. Like I've only seen Jim Carrey do a couple of serious roles, and even then, I was like, "Nah, man, I only know you as the Mask. I'm sorry." Like, and now as obviously <laughs> Doctor Eggman, but it um, he was honestly one of like I think he was the best human character out of everyone, even though he was the biggest simp out of that entire cast of like uh characters because he just loved Eggman like so fucking much, and like I think it's just like uh. The way he was written and even, like, just the his comedic timing, like, for a lot of his scenes. I can't really go into specifics off the top of my head because I only just saw it once. Because, like, I almost feel as if if I want, like, a photographic memory of the movie, I need, like, two or three rewatches to, like, actually know everything inside and out, in my opinion. Yeah, so, that's why I took yeah. notes. Yeah. Like, yeah, off the top of my head, like, I, I actually really did like him as, like, a, uh, as, a, as a supporting character. He was honestly, like, one of the better human characters out of that entire cast, like, like bar none because he was just entertaining to watch like from beginning to end like from the fucking coffee scene to when he's literally in the death (laughs) robot and everything like i was like like imagine having a friend like that i even thought of it like that imagine having an an employee like that who just fucking will die for you i almost just i honestly thought like just the loyalty alone was like refreshing because like this guy literally would have died for Eggman, and he would have. And if Eggman said like jump, he would have asked how high. He very well could like, have. We don't like, know what happened. To, we don't know what happened to him after the fucking robot was destroyed. Do we right? not see like what happens to him? No. I, I mean, it's, I guess so. it's. I guess it's kind of, you know, implied that he died like along also, with Eggman. 
We also never see what happens to the Golden Retriever after Sonic's house is uh, wrecked by Eggman. No. <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah, we do. Now, if he's at the end of the film. I'm dumb. Never mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> I didn't. I just wanted uh. to pull at everyone's heartstrings about the death. Yeah, the wedding scene, man, I just think they Eesh. easily could have introduced Gun in a different way. At the very least, one that didn't last that long. I kind of, I kind of agree with, like, Arlo's point on that again. Like, that whole scene felt like, you know a trope that, like, you know, whatever, like, executive producers had to sign off on has to be in the film. Like, if you want to make this, we'll give you as much free liberty reign as you want, but you have to include this scene, or Sonic has to play mm -hmm. baseball at the end, or <laughs> you have to do you have to do this, or Sonic has to say, gotta go fast at some point in the film. He has the to eat a chili wedding, dog at least the once. Whole, exactly, yeah. exactly, like the trope, like... That whole scene, the fact that it goes on for five minutes about a side character that no one came to see the fucking <laughs> film for, that had to have been part of some corporate deal, because I'm telling you, there's no way they watch the final cut of that movie and thinks, yep, this is all necessary. <laughs> this is all completely necessary. This is crucial to the plot. This has to go in. Like, no, it wasn't. It was just not good. Yeah. I thought that scene was very poorly written, completely unnecessary. They could have introduced Gun. They could have introduced Gun way earlier by having yeah. them try to like show up to the house to try to get Sonic. If anything, they could have been hunting him throughout the movie, and then they go to Sonic's house and they see, oh, he's not here. Like, let's yeah. let's get a hunt. They find one of his quills. They trace it to Siberia or whatever. It, it makes anything, more sense. Anything really. Like, yeah. they, they or, really could have uh, done any other method uh, to kind of introduce them like thing early on. And I even think like just because of like. I guess we we'll go to the next part of the movie that I think everyone's been talking about, which is obviously the cameo scene uh, and post credits of uh, of Shadow, and just because, and I want to go into it just because knowing where the next movie is probably heading, Space Colony Arc, and if it's not, I'll actually be fucking, I'll be I'll be actually mad if it's not. They interesting. literally show Space yeah. Colony Arc at the end of the film, Dennis. Don't worry. So we. Like, obviously, no, if anyone, like, you know, for anyone who's uh, finished the movie, like, and uh, are here for spoilers, obviously, like, uh, Shadow. Where, is, where, where is Shadow? Is in his test where, tube. Where, where, where is Shadow? In that underground <laughs> lab. And he opens his eyes and you see his eyes glowing. Uh, so we, so we know he's like awake. He's very much awake. He probably will like level. <laughs> he'll probably level that fucking lab by himself if he wanted to. But play Shadow the Hedgehog. He's a fucking god in that game. He like yeah. lifts trucks and shit. Yeah, and <laughs> it's insane. So I guess going into like what are our thoughts um, for the next installment? Because I honestly, what are our think thoughts? What are our hopes? For ho thoughts and hopes. So um, thoughts and hopes for me. What are our thoughts um, first? I want to see. <laughs> I literally just want to see Adventure Two adapted to the big screen. I, I could, I dude, I want to see Sonic, like launch himself out of that gun helicopter and do and have City Escape playing as he's going down San Francisco. I that's don't what they did for Sonic fuck. X. That's I, what they did for Sonic X. It was a straight adaptation of Adventure so, Two. So I want that. I want that with this movie. I want Biohazard. I want Live and Learn by the end. I want to hear Crush Forty at least like one of their fucking songs. I think that's honestly easily like their most iconic song, like flat out. And actually, uh, fun fact: uh, City Escape is not a Crush Forty song. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's right. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know why I know this is because I have seen Crush Forty in concert, Ooh, and they didn't play the song. How so, was that? Yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, they were fantastic. Uh, so it was only the frontman from Crush Forty. Mm -hmm. I saw him at a convention a few years ago. Uh, they were dope. It, he was. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I believe awesome. the gentleman's name is uh, John, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny G O L E. Yeah, Johnny G O L E. Yeah. How are Great his vocal cords? He's doing good. He's good. Good. Shit. good. Okay. He's good. He's hanging so, in there. He's doing. He's doing a great job. So um, yeah. So 
Uh, Crush for mm. I, I, I just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying. Mm. Um, the, the the biggest I, I my hopes and my thoughts and prayers uh, also kind of align <laughs> in like the, the same area. Um, the once if if we're talking just iconic songs from like that era of games, like I, I think they have to save like the, the the video game music for for whatever movie's coming next. If it's that direct adaptation of Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure slash Sonic mm. Adventure Two yeah. that we're gonna see. Um, and if I don't hear like uh, "Live and Learn" in any capacity, yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna be very yes! upset. I have another one. Yeah, same mountain scene. Like if they play like orchestral shit instead of like just putting that on there, man. How- like even if it's even if it's like a modern band covering it, like make fucking Foo Fighters do it. Like I- like have them like come in and like I'm like, oh, see, it's a modern band though, so it's like trendy or whatever. Like I don't care if it's not involved in any capacity. That would have been bad. Like if Supersonic wasn't even in this movie, which he was at the end, you know all. All that good shit. You know, I, I agree with you there, Kyle. And you too, Dennis. Yeah, I, to a lesser extent, yeah. you, Dennis. I, I'll even say... Fuck you, David. Uh, I'll even say, like, <laughs> if they even did, like, a uh, orchestral remix of, like, Live and Learn or any of the Crush 40 songs, or even, like, you know, City Escape, I don't know how I would feel about it. I really thought about it for, like, for, the, like, the 10 seconds that I was sitting here, and I really thought, like, my initial feelings about it would be very lukewarm. Because I want... Fucking alternative butt rock in my fucking Sonic movie. <laughs> I want it. I want it so badly. I want to hear it. And, like, I mean, dude, I'd even, like, I, this is getting into real fan servicey territory, but, like, dude, if they even did, like, I like I am, like, all of me, Shadow's theme while he's, like, in the movie, I'll, I'll go fucking ballistic. I'll literally go nuts. Oh, like, the Shadow of the Hedgehog soundtrack goes hard. No, like, it does. It really does. I'm gonna I, say, am all of, I am All of Me is such a good fucking song. Yeah, I know. It's such say a good very, song. very quick. Shadow of the Hedgehog is the best bad Sonic game. That's my humble opinion. I love that game. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid, but I love that game to death. I think it actually continues the story from Sonic Adventure 2 very well, but everybody just looks at the gameplay and looks at the damn, yeah, like, pl- and everything yeah, else. Plot like, wise, bes- plot wise, it does. Plot-wise, it's a fantastic that's also game, but half, a lot of the other stuff is it. dog shit. And also, yeah. Shadow's just a fucking tank in that game. He just does so much dumb tanky yeah. shit, like lifting trucks and standing in the air holding a fucking minigun in one hand <laughs> and, like, firing at people. Like, it was fun to control, uh, but mm. that's that's a whole separate that's a whole separate discussion. Yeah. All I'm saying is that, like, I, w- I want to say what Dennis told me when we first talked about Sonic 2 when the movie first got announced. I want whatever, like, Shadow's in a fight scene, and he's, like, down <laughs> for the count... <laughs> You, you already know where I'm going with this, Dennis. You already know where I'm fucking going with I'm this. That Dennis, like, he, like, Shadow's just down for the count. He slowly opens his eyes. It's all, like, it's all blurry and everything. He looks to his left. And he slowly turns to his left, and he sees a lone pistol on the ground. And then he looks at that pistol, and he thinks about it for a good minute. And then he just, like, <sighs> just shuts his eyes and turns away, like, not this time. Like, just turns away after that. They need to do that. If they reference how shit of a game (laughs) that was, I will die on that hill. Because they did it, remember? We're talking about Johnny G.O.L.E.'s, like, pipes during the uh, concert that they did for the Sonic livestream when they first announced Sonic Mania. They literally rip on Sonic 06 in that fucking... In that live stream, Did because like they're that. like oh, they're they're putting out a fun fact for every game or whatever, or showing a sprite or whatever, and when they do it for Sonic 06, it just says now loading. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> it just said now loading. I'm like they're so fucking aware. Sega they know. does, what Nintendo they know. don't in that department. They do. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the, the third movie we already know it's going to be just as fan servicey as these other ones were, and I'm yeah. about it. I'm about they, it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm a they big have, fan. Uh, 
like I want to see Interstellar Sonic. I want it. I want. I want it. I want. My so my my thing going into this is like I knew there would be a post credit scene. Mm. Um, I didn't expect to get Shadow. Truthfully, I thought we'd get Metal Sonic before we get Shadow. Um, and who's to say? And and who's to say we still can't get both? Like Mm. I have a feeling, um, where they're gonna want to try to go with this? Like they already like. Um, another little Easter egg that we didn't mention is that on the helicopter that flies into Green Hill, mm-hmm. if you look very closely at it, it says SA2 on it. So it's like, oh, yeah, I pointed that out yeah, to yeah. Dennis, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're very clearly like setting that stuff up. And I don't know how like crowded your theater was, but like my rea- my theater got like too very loud for the like the two big things that happened in this film, both mm-hmm. being supersonic and Shadow showing up. Um, so like my biggest thing going into this is that. I have a feeling because there's at least three canonized Sonic characters in this movie. They could very easily pull in two more Sonic baddies if they're gonna. Because if all if because <laughs> it, it's it's implied because like you know it's it's very much implied that Doctor Robotnik does not survive his crash, given that Jim Carrey's you know now he's retiring from acting. Um, I don't know if they'll bring him back or not. Truthfully, I, I don't know if that's. I, I, I think they will because he. If the really, money's right, I'm sure he'll yeah, come back. That and also like you know Jim Carrey. I told this to David. He's they at that started point in, filming the third one already, though. Like they started filming the third one like immediately after the second one. I think. I I, I think he's oh, at least. Gonna, I have no idea. Okay. I think so, he's at least going to be in the third uh, one, and they might try to round about a trilogy. Then we'll see. I also just wanted to say too, like it's um, I feel as if like it's. He's like Jim Carrey's like at that point in his career where like he's like he said he was like semi-retired. He's like basically like Daniel Day Lewis in the sense where like you know I don't seek roles. You give me roles. You tell me what movie you want me to be. Uh, you want me to be in. And for him, like Jim Carrey right now, like he's like at that very almost mythical status. Like even though like most people, you know him his movies being mostly just comedy like thing. But we know him for a lot of things like The Mask and. Yes, man, and a few other stuff, obviously. And like, the Truman and, Show, you know, and the Truman Show, yeah. immaculate film. So, like, yeah, Great so we we know that, like, you know, he can literally add, like, he can go into any role he wants, honestly, at this point. And I, I feel as if, like, they've already approached him, too, at least once that, like, hey, like, you know, like, if this movie does well, like, would you be welcome to come into a third one? And I think, personally for me, he actually had a lot of fun. He loved this project. He personally said it on many interviews that, like, he loved being in this movie. He loved working on it. He just loved the heart it had and everything. So, at the very least, like, you know, he's... Like, I think it's also kind of refreshing for him to be a part of a project that's, like, you know, got this much heart and soul into it because, like, you know, again, like, we even said, like, you want a video game movie to do well. You get people that are fucking almost half-crazed about the IP and put him in that movie and just let him go nuts with it. And it's what saved a lot of franchises too, believe it or not. Like, sure. um, so I think personally he will be there. And I will even go on further to say that since we're probably going to get Gerald, his fucking grandfather, it'll literally be Jim Carrey being, uh, got the old man makeup and the mustache even more fuzzy and like twiddly <laughs> that it's just going to be Gerald on the screen. And like, <laughs> It's just going to be Jim Carrey old on the screen. And then right <laughs> on the other side, it's just going to be Jim Carrey again as Eggman staring at his reflection and being like, oh, wow, damn, Grandpa. Like, you look... Like, oh, fuck, you look just yeah. like me. <laughs> be just like the fan dub. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I would like that for the humor, but I, I personally think that would be kind of 
I, I prefer them to get like you know like a, a bigger name star just for that one brief cameo of Gerald. I think I think personally. I think uh, Gerald Robotnik has Jack Black written all over it. Oh yeah, maybe. Yo, maybe. Oh, or Chris God. Pratt. I don't know. So like, I love it. Yeah. yeah so, I want to so see Fat Eggman. Yeah, I know. Me too. Truthfully, yeah. just like the so like. A little like low key, like <laughs> just like on the lower stomach, just right like, here. Have that be about like how he like got his egg shape. Like he just got depressed as fuck after losing to Sonic again, and then just nom, 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 like Fat Thor or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. Um, yeah, I would like that. I, I'll take it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I I think the um, what I want for most out of the third movie is that I would you know if they're gonna play you know the game with Shadow as the lead. You know, why not introduce like another baddie, like a uh, uh, like Metal Sonic or like Chaos or like you know, because the Chaos Emeralds at least exist in the canon. I feel like one of those things is coming next. I don't know what it'll be, but I feel like it's gonna be a very Shadow and Sonic centric movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now it stems the kind. Of, also, I want Amy in the next film. I think it's it's the fact that we haven't gotten a single like. I I, I that's Dude, what I want the, the most. Like the furries, yeah, just the skipping furries CD. will go nuts. No, 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 nuts if Dennis. Amy's brought in or cream for that matter. I just no. want Rouge. I want Rouge. I want my bad that's, bitch Rouge. Like that's, that's what, what I was gonna say. Like she'll be like that, like you know, a uh, double gun agent or whatever. Like that she was, like uh, I guess you know, in the in the original games. And obviously, like you know, in Sonic X, like we we found out that like I think it's just follow the same plot line too. Like yeah, Rouge yeah. is like a double, 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 double agent of like four different organizations, including Eggman. And she just double crosses them all, and you know, like <laughs> so. And I want, goddamn, I'm like thinking in my head who to put, like who would play, like I guess Rouge's a uh, voice actress, and like uh, Scarlett I... Johansson. I yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I it's the exact. It's actually the exact same actress that I told Dennis is like overcasted as Scarlett Johansson is. As much as Hollywood like sometimes treats her like she's the only actress in Hollywood. Yeah, no, she'd be perfect as well. Yeah, like the husky. Uh, she's got the, yeah, she's got yeah. like the, she's got like the 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 tone of voice. Like yeah, yeah. for me personally, like I, I talked about this on my show too, about like, you know, we mentioned how like Colleen O'Shaughnessy was like the only of the, the video game actors that come back to reprise their role, like, yeah. you know, in the in the movies. And like I think I think Ben Schwartz and and has done a, a fair job as Sonic. I think Idris Elba crushes it as Knuckles. Yeah. I think this yeah. might be my favorite iteration of Knuckles, truthfully. He wow. he he slant, it's a home run. We hardly like talked about Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the best part of this movie, yet. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I am in a car. <laughs> I will climb it. Oh, there's stairs. <laughs> dot. Like best Dude. joke in the movie. Dot <laughs> dot 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 he's a unit. dot 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 <laughs> he's like a unit in this movie holy he shit is, yeah. like he's I, so funny yeah and I, I know like it just like they just probably told him just like make him sound stupid but not that stupid like 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 make him talk as if he's in a bad shakespearean play yeah but at the same time <laughs> make him a little slow like yeah, <laughs> um, real quick. Very Drax, right. very Drax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I was just gonna say yeah. that though too. Yeah. Like if you like Drax from uh, Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll like Knuckles. Um, yeah. The last, the last point I wanted to make is that if there is, they're gonna either they have to go either two ways with Shadow. They either have to go way over the top and get like an A A list actor to voice him, or it has to be Kirk Thornton, and that's it. Uh, John Berthold. <clears throat> See, I saw that. I was I saw the John Berthold. I'm just like okay. But it works. But that <laughs> role has Keanu Reeves written all over it. 
Oh, Keanu like, is yeah. Shadow. Oh, so, fuck. I didn't so we got that. we got two guys, but I always just joked with the John Bernthal thing because it'd oh. be so funny if Shadow was like the most like New York, New Jersey ass sounding fucking hedgehog <laughs> out of that entire cast. Where's like, that damn fourth chaos? <laughs> <laughs> What's Mar- good, dickheads? We live out here trying to find that last damn chaos emerald. <laughs> it's like that other, like that scene from uh, fucking uh, Wolf on Wall Street. It's like, Maria, what the fuck did I tell you? I told you to bring me the ketchup bottle four fucking times. <laughs> Is that how she died? <laughs> oh, Is just that the be- reason? Like, it's not, yeah, not the, not the gun agents. He just beamed the fucking ketchup Death bottle. Death by Glizzy with no bev. Yeah, like right to her fucking head. <laughs> Yo, Genesis 8 be like, Oh yeah, hey man, and, those street hot dogs fucked. I'll I'll go yeah. on and live and say that they were great. W- one, I guess, a couple of additional things, and I guess we'll just wrap it up real quick. Uh, I was telling David that like the that um the lead gun agent, the old man uh, who we see uh, from the, from this movie and plus the last movie, I have a very strong feeling, and I told David this before that he is probably gonna be tied to Shadow in that he was there that night when they had invaded the space colony, and then also like were the ones that were pursuing Maria and Shadow through. Uh, you know, through the halls, and then, like, you know, obviously we get to that scene where, like, uh, does she, like, she, like, puts him in a capsule or whatever, right? And then, like, after that, she just, like, launches him down to Earth? Yes. Or, okay, so, yeah, so he, like, thing was basically the one that, uh, like, like, I told Dave, he is on Shadow's shit list. Like, as soon as he gets out, he's gonna hunt this fucker down. At the very least, like, he, if he sees him, he'll know, like, exactly who he is. And, like and also like what he had done because like up to that point like you know we got the uh we got the amnesia after adventure two so like you know this is when like all of the wounds are very much fresh for him and he has a very very strong hatred towards humanity so at the very least like we'll probably see him shooting up like a city or two at least like once so like uh i think it's I think everything that uh, we've seen from this movie is gonna tie in very well with the uh, with the next one with Shadow because like guns finally coming into play like in a much more bigger role now and I honestly feel as if like like the the guys behind the movie have literally like they literally have a great premise in the form of Adventure Two's plot right on their hands and all they have to do is just adapt it in a tasteful way. <laughs> that it'll print money for them. This is literally like the easiest job as a writer I think ever that I've ever seen. Like you have a great seventy plot. million at the box office yeah. already. This film you, you have a great plot for your third movie in the form of this fucking game that came out like fifteen years ago. Just adapt that into a script, and that's all you have to do. Your job couldn't have been any easier, honestly. <laughs> like you have a great beginning, middle, and end, and the end being. Both Sonic and Shadow becoming Super Sonic and Shadow and fighting Biohazard up in fucking space. How much more do you need to get that hype train fucking rolling? (laughs) How much more do you need? (laughs) Honestly. Oh, that'd be be great. Yeah, yeah, I I echo a lot of those same sentiments. Again, like, it's the the, the baseball, you know, motif going. (laughs) They're throwing him a fastball right down the middle. All Jeff Fowler has to do is wake up and just... Crush it. Um, yeah. They're going to hunt, and think... they're going to hunt Sonic instead. And the way the movie's going to be marketed is going to be like Sonic versus Shadow. Light, uh, the hero Light versus, versus dark. dark. Hero versus hero dark. Hero versus yeah. dark, which is which, because that's the whole theme of Sonic mm. Adventure 2 is that they're going to hunt consumer Sonic model. instead. <laughs> <laughs> Worthless. And as much as I want to see, like, Ro- Rouge's 
you know, gigantic corona-filled bat titties. Uh, like, as much as, <laughs> much as I want to see those COVID-19-filled bat titties, maybe they'll make her a human, but I doubt it. Like, maybe they're just going to think she's, like, too... I think what's actually going to happen is that she's going to be a bat, but she's not going to be as... Nah, Chesty. If you, if you know what I mean. Sure. I think they're going to, like, pull it up a little bit more. Understandably so, because Rouge, as a child with the jiggle physics, made me happy in a way that I didn't understand <laughs> when I was, like, <laughs> when I was, like, fucking God. eight years old or whatever playing yeah. this game. So we don't want no kids to <laughs> she, get all horned she, up in the theater. Uh, she got me so confused as a child. I was like, D- uh, are bats supposed to be like this? Like, it's like, well, yes. I, I, like bat, I like Batman, but I... But she's a bat, and that woman. But the boo, yeah. bat woman. Um, <laughs> whoa! Now, yeah. um, gotta talk oh, So the thing, I think the thing that stands out to me most about this film is that, and I saw someone tweet this, so this is not an original thought whatsoever. But a Harry Potter movie came out this weekend, and nobody was fucking talking about it. Nope. No one gave because a shit. Sonic. No, Sonic absolutely crushed it. It was Birds um, of Prey. It was Birds of Prey again. You remember Birds of Prey? Yeah. Is what came out yeah. like, when the first Sonic movie came out? <laughs> I, fucking destroyed it in the box office. I, I think people were comparing the two mm. biggest apples and oranges I've ever seen in my fucking life. Just like Sonic's better than Harley Quinn. No, Harley Quinn's better than Sonic. <laughs> and be like, okay, yeah, and I also think that fucking. I also think that Albert Pujols is better than LeBron James. It's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, what? Oh, it doesn't make I, any sense. But, I, you also, know. Like, I also have to say, like, I guess closing thoughts. Yeah, like it's a um, little, I guess, a co- little bit of a conclusion here. Like, it's this is one of those movies that I feel as if, like, you know, people like who grew up with the movie, like who grew up with the games, and then even like people who are like coming into Sonic for the first time and like just realizing how big of a fucking franchise it is, because a lot of kids don't know what the fuck Sonic is, and I know like people would maybe like agree to disagree on that, but like I almost feel as if like for like the people who grew up with it now their parents, and now they're showing their kids like you know yeah like you know that's like that was like my character like for me like that was the person that like or the character of the game that I played when I was like your age. And this was like, mm-hmm. they'd be like, that was my Fortnite. Like, you know, as how Fortnite sure. is to kids nowadays. And cause like, I almost feel as if nowadays, like, you know, we don't really have like too many like iconic, like IPs, the way that like, uh, the ones we grew up with from the nineties in the same way, like Mario and Sha- like Sonic are like link and a bunch of other, obviously like Nintendo characters that everyone here probably has grown up with, um, at least once. And I think, it goes without saying too that like you know it's uh another thing yeah you know video game adaptations can be done well like into media like uh into other media like whether it be tv or uh into movies like it can be done well you just need to get the right people on it and you like at least need one guy who is who lives and breathes that ip (laughs) just one dude you just need one guy and just let him lead it let him be the like lead producer for it and just let him go fucking nuts with it and uh, another and I guess last thing is too is that, like I am this movie gets me very interested and I'm also very. I'm I'm holding my breath here, but at the very least, I'm very interested as to how that new Mario movie is going to turn out because, at the very <laughs> least, like we've seen this movie like and at least the two Sonic movies we've seen it done well twice, and you don't see that very often like for adaptations like that and. So it makes me think, like, if they do Mario very well, <laughs> I would be, like, I even thought a bit further ahead, it'd be insane if they brought, like, Sonic and Mario into, like, the, into like a crossover type of movie. Like, that'd be way ahead, of, like, obviously. But 
in my brain, like I'm thinking like, you know, if both like, let's say of those uh, production companies realize that, oh, like we can do like these video game movies and we do it well. And like we do it almost and they kind of maybe perhaps do it the same way that Marvel did it, at least in their stage in their, their phase one in that. And obviously Iron Man was like a very much an experiment for them. And they realized like, oh, shit, like we can do this and do it well and make money. And because obviously like <laughs> Iron Man did like I think Iron Man, the way it was a success was almost unprecedented for them because they didn't think that it was going to do that well but it did very well and it honestly like uh went beyond their expectations at one point so you know if that's why i'm kind of hoping that at least you know despite all of our reservations with the mario movie especially like and i know like we're, we were primarily talking about sonic but this movie and plus if um did well and plus i'm hoping if the if the mario movie does, does well uh around i think winter is when it's supposed to be coming out like i yeah like i like it'll get me very excited because i told david this and you know uh i guess i'll tell you as well kyle like i want an ncu i want sure i i want it like and i think it's it's it also can be done like i think it it can very well be done and they literally said they want to do it yeah like i I would love a metroid movie it would honestly just be like a ripoff of low-key aliens i guess but it's like (laughs) fuck it like i'll take it i don't give a shit i want a legend of zelda movie (laughs) I know Brie Larson has been like a big proponent of those, like of being uh, cast as Samus in a Sa- in a Metroid movie, and actually be perfect. But she, I'd be on board no, with that. Yeah. But she has no booty. Oh, Samus yeah, has that big booty. Movie about. magic. We'll just like put it in post. We'll just give you the booty. <laughs> like, in post. I, uh, yeah. One last thought before mm. uh, I wrap up my thoughts. Again, mm. I thought the movie was fun. Go watch it. It's great. Um, the yeah, only. Same. The one big thing I'm praying for is like the biggest in reference to anyone that has watched that has played the games. I want them to blow the moon up. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. I want them to blow. I want them to blow the moon up. That's like the last thing I want from this. I don't want the entire monologue, but I do want Jim Carrey before they do that to say that he's come to make an announcement. Yeah, <laughs> I really, really want that. I really want that to happen. That would be so funny. I will lose it in the theater if he fucking says that. Like, the whole thing will just go through my brain, and that'll be amazing. So, that that seems like the kind of, like, movie Hollywood spectacle thing that they would definitely do. Like, it's definitely one of those things that's about that. And, yeah, uh, honestly, like, I had it sort of spoiled for me, that Shadow was at the end piece there. But, you know, to put my final thoughts here before we officially wrap, it didn't matter because I, I, I knew that that's where they were going to go. I knew Shadow was oh, going to yeah. come out. I, I knew Shadow was going to come out. I mean, he's too marketable. Like, everybody, like, associates Sonic with him now at this stage in the game. Like, he was from, like, part of the peak of his franchise. It's like, mm. it's... It, that was just a no-brainer. Like, how they do it, though, like Dennis said, like, it's going to be impressive to fuck it up. It's going to be impressive <laughs> if you fuck it up. Like, real talk. It's... You have it in the palm of your hands. Just mold that putty in the right ways and mm. just don't take a don't take a bite out of it. You know, just like... Mold it into something nice, easy peasy. Horrible mm. analogy aside, uh, yeah, I liked it too. I honestly thought like some people who didn't like it were a little too nitpicky because I liked the movie for what it was. I didn't go in expecting like there will be blood or some shit like that or there to be like Shakespeare, <laughs> but like literally, it's a video game movie that was true and faithful to the source material that was at least coherent for the most mm. part in its plot. You know, again, yeah. it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen or anything by any stretch, but I very much enjoyed it for what it was, and I'm. Also, very much looking forward to the next one and uh, the Knuckles show. Mm. 
And yeah, oh absolutely. yeah, listen. All, all all you can say is that like look at the Rotten Tomato score. Like a sixty eight percent, still pretty good. Like the you know the the, yeah. the people that are there to review it as a as critics enjoyed it, but it's got a ninety seven percent audience score, which means that yeah. the people coming to watch the movies are like, yeah, I saw it and I liked it. So that's all. That should speak volumes. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it should speak I, volumes for mm. the most part. But I mean, you know, you know, sometimes the the same thing happens to Michael Bay movies. Yeah. <laughs> So. And and I guess also just one last thought too. It's like you know I know a lot of people like kind of review movies in their own way, and obviously like you know they're like people will sometimes review a movie for as a movie or review it as for what it is. And for me, like that's just like the two different avenues that I guess available to us whenever we're critiquing uh, critiquing any movie. And personally, for me, I like to go the route where like I like to review it for what it is. If a movie is trying to say that it is a very deep ass movie and it has very like deep meanings, then I'm gonna go and like review it in that way. But if I know that a movie is, I guess Sonic the Shadow is not like, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is not like a shallow movie, but Sonic the Shadow, Sonic the Hedgehog is not a uh, shallow movie, I guess, in the way that I guess some people may think that I'm uh, saying it is. But it's like, it's deep in its own way in the fact that this movie signifies that, again, video game movies can be done. Video game series and adaptations can be done and they can be done very well. So that's at least the way I'm critiquing it in that. Does it do that well? Yes, it does. And it does that in spades. And it makes me even more excited. Even though I'm a 28-year-old fucking man, it makes me excited for the next movie. Like, even though I haven't been, like, at least, like, genuinely excited, like, for a sequel like this in a very long time. And I, it makes me feel like a kid again, too. And I think that's also another thing that, like, the innocence that this movie brings out for a lot of adults that are, like, let's say our age. Like, it's something that I think should be cherished and at the same time, like, should be, like, not something to be forgotten. Because... We get tons of fucking movies every goddamn month and every week that, like, are so, like, whatever, like, the way they are. Like, you just kind of roll your eyes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's another movie. Like, you know, another shitty Scream movie. Another Friday the 13th and this and that or whatever. But, like, getting something like this, I think it is uh, very, like, I, I guess even, like, historically <laughs> significant in that, like, we haven't gotten something like this in a long time. Like, we really haven't. And... I think it's just one of those few times where, like, I guess uh, I'm going to look back at this and be like, fuck, Sonic was a great movie and Halo sucked ass. <laughs> I, I genuinely agree with you because I really hope that it will help, you know, outside audiences put some respect on video games and, like, have, have them really, like, see them as more of, like, a sacred media art form as to what they are instead of just, like, you know, saying that treating video games like a secondary thing and cowering in a corner when the Game Awards were astronomically more viewed than the Oscars for the last two years. Yeah. You can either... You can either, you know, learn from the past, you can run from the future, or you can embrace it with wide open arms. And I really hope that the Sonic movies really assist in doing that, because we've never had really truly good video game movies yet, and uh, now we got that in spades, so... Glad, I'm really grateful that I was able to have uh, one of Sonic's biggest fans on our show to really. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> really appreciate you, man. All right, so me and no, Kyle will be back. Me and Kyle will be back next week. You know, tune into the DK experience. <laughs> we talk about our our weekly Donkey Kong review podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want that 3D game so bad. But in all seriousness, Koopa. You're the best. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. You're a good friend and an even better mentor and an even better friend and an even better mentor. So, um, yeah, where can, where, where can they uh, where can they dribble with you and your shenanigans and your bullshit? Where where do they got that going on? 
Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me back. I appreciate it a lot. I, again, this movie was great. He, I loved, and I love to have a platform and, to talk about it. So, and, and guys, he's coming back for our Mario movie review. Don't so just yeah. tell him what no, to no, do. No, 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 no. Like, I like this. I like this, especially when we're discussing like shit like this. Like, I like I this. I like this. I like this. <laughs> I, I'll, right. I'll be here to. I'll be here to criticize Chris Pratt's performance as Mario, <laughs> and you will be there to like <laughs> metaphorically hold me while I cry because that is. I might come to your house and hold you while you cry, dude. So. I mean, because I'm gonna need um, someone to fucking hold me after that. <laughs> Um, if you're inclined, if you're inclined to check me out on the internet, uh, I'm at Koopa NJ, like New Jersey, across platforms. Like I mentioned, I am an esports commentator who travels pretty frequently. So if you're into that sort of thing, check me out there. I also host my own pop culture podcast, uh, the Cooped Up Podcast. Uh, I again, the, my most recent episode is a review of Sonic Two with uh, my friend and a uh, the uh, the uh, manager of social video at Crunchyroll Camelange and uh, Virum, uh, if you're familiar with other uh, another esports commentator. I got a whole bunch of movie reviews up there. Um, I got a, we're it's gonna be a, a real busy season. Doctor Strange comes out soon. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight's gonna be wrapping up soon. Mm. So if you're if you're into like Marvel content and like other review stuff, I got coming on the pipeline. Uh, you know, check me out there. We're at uh, it's at Coop the Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Of Google Podcasts and on Patreon, if you're into that sort of thing. So uh, make sure to check it all out there. I'm still not putting shit to your Patreon until we get nudes. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you can, uh, and in case you like this podcast, <laughs> if and for whatever reason, you can go ahead and follow us at Double D Pod on Twitter and at the Double D Experience 21 on our Instagram. We were trying to really up our socials, and you guys have been giving us a lot of love there recently, so we appreciate it. Uh, glad we were able to have guests on two days in a row. Uh, you are, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio, Breaker, Anchor, Public, all that stuff that, like, people don't really listen to as much on. And also here on YouTube.com slash Natunas, which is, uh, where I know most of you are listening to this from. Uh, yeah, be sure to hit that follow button, hit that mm. subscribe button, tell your friends about the podcast if and you liked it, because you guys are the ones that help us grow. So, we are done. Um, blue hairs mm. everywhere. <laughs> and red and yellow, not pink and yet because Amy's not in there, and not black yet because we gotta wait probably but, like but the two more but, years for that. But the black is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, shadows just like dread it, run from it. Destiny <laughs> arrives, all the same. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Mario, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow's just played by like Joji. It's just like (laughs) We'll see you in your dreams. We love you. Love you.